Hello everyone and welcome to Rad Chat, the first therapeutic radiographer-led oncology podcast. Welcome to our Christmas special podcast. My name is Naaman Jocker Anderson and I'm joined by my fellow host Joe McNamara. Hi everyone. So Joe, happy Christmas. Um, yeah, happy Christmas. What a <laughs> fun three months it's been. It has, yeah. Um, for anyone watching this on the YouTube channel, we have got our Christmas jumpers on. If you can see in the YouTube thing, I've got Greg Wallace in the back with me. <laughs> He's all festive and ready to go. Bells. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd like to say a huge thanks to you, um, Joe, just for joining with me for the podcast a few months ago. Um, we've had so much engagement and positive feedback. Um, and yeah, it's a huge thank you to all of our listeners from across the world. Um, so I think we were going through this earlier and we've had so over 2,500 listens, um, over 15 countries worldwide now, uh, and we're in six out of seven continents. Um, so that's patients, students, healthcare professionals, um, all from different backgrounds. I know Antarctica will be tough as the seventh continent, but we'll try, <laughs> won't we, Jay? <laughs> um, so we're also, you know, before we were only on Spotify, uh, but now we're on, I think, 19 or 20 podcast libraries across the world as well. Uh, and we're also top 13th radiology podcast in the world uh, on a website called Feedspot. So thank you to Anuj Agarwal, uh, the Feedspot founder for this. Um, so yeah. So. Yeah, really exciting. And just to note, we didn't pay for that to be the top 13th. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was uh, it was by a board of experts that listened to radiology podcasts. So that's, uh, that's really nice. Um, but yeah, it's been really exciting. And I don't think when I said, oh yeah, I'd love to do that, that I necessarily thought, A, it would be so much work, and B, <laughs> that we would get so much engagement. I think you and I have worked together for a long time now, digitally and remotely, um, but I think it's been, it's been really nice just to see some of the impact that a podcast can have, um, and I know that that's what we always set out to do, was to ultimately make a difference whether that be to a patient or to a therapeutic radiographer looking at their continual professional development, you know, students thinking about what they need to learn, how they need to use the patient voice um, to kind of help support some of their learning. Um, so I think we've kind of achieved that, but there's still a long way to go as well. So, but really exciting. And thank you for letting me be part of it because it's great. I didn't think you'd say no anyway. <laughs> well, anyone that I said, oh, yeah, I'm doing a, a podcast, they're like, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we've discussed with quite a few of our guests, we're both quite passionate about what we do. And as you say, we want to make a difference. So that's it. But before we go any further, I thought because it's Christmas, uh, we could do a little quiz. I've got, I think, five questions I'm going to ask oh, you. God. Okay. <laughs> is, this, is this about radiotherapy? Because as my husband says... I know a lot about a very small topic, which is cancer. <laughs> Anything yes. out of that, I know nothing. <laughs> uh, not so. <laughs> um, I, I have to say thank you to my fiance, Katie. So she used three of these questions in some of her quizzes in her work. Um, so, question number one, Joe: What is the largest Christmas gift ever given? Oh gosh, in financial biggest or size? Uh both i guess oh, no, probably size that's a big hint um so you okay, don't have to answer I'm, no. think, I'm thinking royalty and i would think say a castle or something okay fine at the end um 
I'll let you worry about it for a bit. Um, okay. Or trying to frantically Google on your phone. You know, you know how competitive I am. So this is this is going to destroy me if I get all of these wrong. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I got them wrong. So, uh, right, so second okay. question. That makes you feel better. <laughs> uh, second question. What is the largest grossing Christmas film of all time? Oh, I want to say Elf because it's my absolute favourite, but I don't think it will be. I think. I'm going to go Die Hard. Oh, yes, you've admitted that Die Hard is a Christmas film. <laughs> Anyone who knows me, I always say it's a Christmas film. film. <laughs> it's Christmas when the plaza gets attacked. <laughs> yeah, Snape doing horrible things. Um, right, question number three. So according to online.firstaid.com, what is the fourth most common accident at Christmas? So out of an allergic reaction, alcohol-related choking decoration related or fairy lights oh gosh so i would say choking is really high up there um because obviously everyone's eating a lot more than usual around christmas time <laughs> alcohol i also think would be very high up on the list especially okay. if you're with my family um <laughs> i don't think Oh, see, the competitive one in me is like, are you talking specifically about Christmas Day? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't look into it that much. Um, um, don't, don't worry. Have a think. You've got your options. <clears throat> we'll come back to it at the end. And obviously anyone listening, you could be screaming at Joe telling what the answer is. But <laughs> No, do you know what? I'm going to commit to it. I think I'm going to go choking. Okay, fine. Um, we don't have any 50-50 or phone-to-phone -phone options for this quiz. Oh, that's so. a shame. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, out of our podcast so far, um, so we've had 26 episodes. Which episode has had the most listens? Oh, I should know this. <laughs> mm. Which has had the most listens? Okay, I'm going to go with... Dr. Liz O'Reardon, because she has a huge following and I know that um, she obviously appeals maybe to a wider demographic of the audience um, because healthcare professionals will want to listen to her. But, oh, I don't, but then there's Rachel Moses' leadership. She's very inspiring. Lots of people know her. And she continued to do the whole podcast while having an allergic reaction. Yeah, absolutely. Crab sticks <laughs> are us. Yeah. Don't ever give Rachel Moses a crab stick. She is allergic. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Liz O'Reardon, but I might kick myself. Okay. Right. Well, we'll come to, come, come to it at the end. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean... We'll go on with everything else we wanted to discuss. Um, okay. That's unless you fine. want to know the answers now. Uh, I kind of do. <laughs> All right, <but> fine. <laughs> yeah, go on. Give us the answers because I can't wait, name. <laughs> okay. So the largest Christmas gift ever given was the Statue of Liberty. Oh, I should know that. I've been to New York. They would have said that on the tour, I'm sure. Probably. Um, so the largest grossing Christmas film of all time was Home Alone, or is Home Alone, um, uh, the first one, which is definitely yeah. the best one. Yeah, um, without a doubt. 
So for the third question, I kind of gave you the answers in order as they were. So, uh, so yeah, allergies is the most common accident at Christmas, then alcohol, then choking. So the fourth is actually decoration related. Um, oh. So putting your Christmas tree up or something. And then fairy lights is number five, which, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you do that, but it's impressive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Electrocution. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, so number five. So which episode has the most listens? It's actually, so before we moved on to one of our softwares, um, so having like tallied it up. So there's one is almost, I think they're about similar with uh, Liz. So both of those are the number ones. Um, and the ones that, the, the episode that's had the most listens in one day, I think was almost around 150 and that was Steve Bland. Um, Brilliant. So, yeah. And really, I think I speak from, both of our perspectives we have been so lucky to have such amazing guests for anyone who kind of doesn't know Naaman and I we do we don't harass people but we do ask people um and we kind of know in our head who could make a real impact and obviously highlight the profession most and you know even from our own perspectives of of having people who influence us and are inspiring to us so I know um, Charlotte Beardsmore, Heidi Prost, Amanda Boldston, they're all people within radiotherapy world that you and I look up to and aspire to be like and from that perspective I think um, it's important that we share that but also looking wider afield and thinking about some of the audience members if we've got oncology nurses, we've got oncologists then it, it is great to be able to kind of bring lots of different people onto the podcast so we're, we're always up as well for people suggesting who could potentially be on. So we do get some emails, don't we, from people going, do, yeah. oh, you need to invite this person on. So don't ever feel like you can't contact us. Yeah, and it's as um, Sarah Lianike, let me make sure I pronounce it correctly. Um, she said that actually as a patient, hearing our stories and our experiences and examples from the other side for patients, same as it is for us to listen to them. Um, yeah. So I've really enjoyed those as well. Yeah, it's really important, isn't it? And I think um, it would be great if we could appeal to a wide audience and have a bit more of a collaborative experience between patients, healthcare professionals, carers, relatives. Um, I think, again, sharing all of those experiences together in this forum platform, it can really help and make a difference. Um, and I certainly enjoyed talking to patients and, and learning about their experiences. So um, I think one of the big things to think about in terms of our achievement over a short period of time, Naaman, was the CPD accreditation um, with the Society College of Radiographers. So um, yeah. I know that was something that obviously, coming from an educational background, it was always going to be top of my agenda was thinking about how we could utilise the podcast for CPD. And I think it is really important. I don't think we have huge engagement yet um, from the audience, which I think is telling of the current status of the NHS, maybe from healthcare professionals struggling anyway, just to get through work, let alone thinking about CPD. But HCPC audit is coming up for some of our radiographers, diagnostic, therapeutic, um, 
you know, some of our allied health professions that listen. So using the podcast could be a real advantage. Um, and I think it is a different way to do CPD. Did you ever use podcasts previously to do CPD, Naaman? I think the You, Me, Big C podcast, I listened to that a lot when I was going on quite like long runs. They're very, really good, com- quite a lot. I've never used it as CPD, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think both of us do quite a lot of continual professional development as it is, but never really thought about a podcast. So it's on the go. Um, you can pause it, go back to it. And yeah, as we've been kind of engaging with our audience and guests in a way and having the CPD reflection points, is really nice. I know yeah. I've had a, a few kind of people who I've worked with before who've said, actually, it's really good. just gives you something to think about. Um, I think a lot of people do the continual professional development, but as you say, on a run or on the go or just listening. So mentally they're thinking, yes, I'm going to use that in my practice or yes, that's something I can consider doing. But I'm not sure how many actually use the reflective questions. So it would be really good to start to kind of get people to engage in that way. Um, I think using it as formal CPDs is important really to make sure that you're capitalizing on some of these opportunities um, especially where you have got patients sharing their experiences so it's just a plea really if anyone's bored over Christmas have a look at previous podcasts and have a look at those reflective questions we obviously share all the links to research and resources that are talked about within the podcasts And I certainly know, you know, from our perspective, we always plan ahead of guests coming on. So it's never just, although it might, I don't know from an audience perspective, they might just think, oh, Joe and Naaman just have a chat. Um, But we do read all the literature and stuff that guests suggest that they might talk about. And that's huge CPD. And I, I definitely have learned lots over the last two months that I wouldn't necessarily have, have engaged with in my normal day to day job. So yeah yeah we do absolutely so um by all means it'd be great to see more people do the um reflection and you get an amazing certificate who doesn't want a certificate to to add to their cpd portfolio (laughs) exactly um you mentioned about the impact earlier i think we've we've both got quite a few examples haven't we but um i think one for me has been sort of people reaching out from across the world um so you know through social media or emails just saying that you know you've you've had this as a topic so let's say some of the sexual care series that we've had and actually we've never considered it in our department but now i'm taking it on to you know work with the senior or if they are the senior that actually this could be a new project for us to look into in the new year um so that that's quite nice that's that's a good bit of impact on an area that is quite a hot topic anyway but something that hasn't really been addressed enough um so and I think a few people have reached out and we've been able to kind of signpost them on to some of our guests as well, haven't we? So, and I know... Yeah, we do, we do get patients, don't we, who contact us via social media platforms. And obviously, Naaman and I will refer patients um, accordingly. It's not to say that Naaman and I are experts in all of cancer treatments, but certainly we have really good networks and we have really good knowledge of who to direct patients to and sometimes that's just as important um so i i feel really passionately about being able to do that and it's it's nice that patients feel that they can contact us um and that we're approachable and accessible um because at, at 
as we both know, every contact counts. So it doesn't matter whether that's over social media or um, whether it's in the formal setting of clinical or from my perspective through the students that I educate. So I think that's a really important aspect of the podcast that I don't think I necessarily considered when I started. I know you and I do it through Radiotherapy UK, but I think that's slightly different. But I certainly have been surprised at how many patients con- or carers or relatives of patients contact us. Um, but it's reassuring from that perspective. Yeah, and, and as I said, like everything we've discussed and the actions we take, um, we're kind of hoping we'll give people, so healthcare professionals or just anyone listening, just the confidence to take it forward. Even if it is, you know, when you talked about uh, your experience with your grandma, uh, when we talked to Steve, just that open and honest conversation about what do you want at the end? Yeah. I think um, it's just really important. Um, yeah, I think um, I think I'm a bit of an open book anyway. So I like anyone who knows me knows I'm, you know, tell everyone everything. I've probably got no secrets whatsoever. Um, but I do think it is really important and something that I am definitely really passionate about, which is talking about death, dying and people's wishes and um you know all of my family always laugh about the fact that they know even now um what it is that i want (laughs) um but i think those conversations are really important so even if we spark a conversation with people about any of the topics that we've covered i think that's also um really inspiring just to think that it's open doors that people wouldn't ordinarily have opened previously with friends and families and relatives Exactly. Um, and so one of Charlotte Beardmore's top tips was about using our protective, protected titles as therapeutic radiographers. I remember when we first met, I called myself a therapy radiographer. You messaged me you privately did. and said, uh, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> and I even got my name badge changed because that's what it said on it. So, Yeah, I think that's definitely something that Hazel Pennington and I are really proud of in terms of... Um, how we were able to just almost get a bit of a reputation for challenging our title name. And it's not to say that I'm in love with being a therapeutic radiographer. You know, I'm sure that actually there's other titles that I think maybe we should be called. And I know Charlotte alluded to that as well. Um, But I think we have to use our HCPC registered title for so many reasons. And, um, I know now being on social media on Twitter and having more followers through RadChat, I do see lots of therapeutic radiographers who have on their kind of bios therapeutic radiographer. And I do always feel a bit like, oh, am I overstepping the the mark when I go, just dropping you a little bit of a DM to see whether or not you'd consider changing your bio. And a lot of them are like, oh yeah, absolutely. But in our department we're called. And I'm like, you need to be that kind of voice of reason to say let's change it and I know that Hazel and I um did manage to change some the whole department changed name badges and things um and I feel really passionately about that we should be proud of who we are but we know don't we that recruiting to the profession acknowledging the profession you know even on Twitter today Cancer Research UK produced an amazing piece um about Uh, radiotherapy radiation therapy proton therapy and it mentioned lots of professors and some oncologists and some physicists no mention whatsoever of therapeutic radiographers and yet lots of the imagery was around linear accelerators 
<laughs> proton treatments and there were therapeutic radiographers doing the treatments and there was just no mention of it um and we do we get forgotten in things um not even just media we get forgotten about in government guidelines so i think that's why it's so important and something that i am really passionate about promoting you know all of my students get pulled up in their assignments when they start saying oh as a therapy radiographer and i and i know why it is it's because of the fact that they're working in a clinical department where they use that title do you think it's the word count as well when it comes to an assignment yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's valuable characters joe well, you can abbreviate. You could you could put T Rad. I don't mind that as long as, as long as you were appropriately academically write it. But yeah, um, I think it's yeah. something you know. With um, so obviously you came on a while ago for a podcast with Hazel and Shannon Johnson as well, and then that's kind of stemmed into you uh, co-chairing now the promoting radiography special interest group with the Society College of Radiographers. That's something you know. Shannon and I have done a lot of STEM work, so outreach work about being therapeutic radiographers, what radiotherapy is, you know, taking a head and neck mask, which is quite visually representative of our profession. It's not the best experience for patients, but unfortunately, while we're still not very well known, it is a good way to show patients or just anyone really what what to expect. Because people, if you know, seen head and neck mask at some point, um, but it's then, you know, the... IPEM, uh, I can't remember the full name, uh, but they have got those little linear, linear accelerator toys. Um, so using yeah. those to take into schools just to show, so like a Lego thing. It's very simple, but it is, it's a presentation. But that's something, you know, especially from what we're doing now, constantly talking about us being the first therapeutic radiographer-led podcast and in an oncology setting where we've got followings from UConn, some, you know, oncology registrars, etc. And we are expanding our outreach even further across the world where maybe the role of a therapeutic radiographer or a radiation therapist isn't quite the same as it is here. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to showcase what we can do. So obviously the diversity between both of us, our backgrounds, what our roles are, like what I'm able to do compared to some of my colleagues. Like it, it's amazing that, you know, we yeah. can get this far. As you said, we just got to keep shouting, um, keep messaging people. Yeah. Although, although my son has also put a bit of a caveat. So he used to go to children's parties and he would always have the present, which was always <laughs> the IPEM Lego linear accelerator. And he's now like, no more, mum, no more. Uh, they've all got one. Nobody plays with it anymore. Give me some PlayStation vouchers. <laughs> well, the best thing about the toy is it, it covers the diagnostic side as well, because you can turn it into yeah. a CT scanner. So, yeah, mom, you know, maybe you should do that next time and you can talk about diagnostic colleagues. Yeah, maybe. I, uh, I don't know. I think when I give him the choice of Lego or a PlayStation voucher, I know what he's going to go for. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, let's all keep just promoting our profession because I think it is really important. And also just with patients, we know from having patients on, like Liz said, didn't she? Never even knew what the therapeutic radiographer was. And she was a breast surgeon in oncology. Scary, really scary. So yeah it would be brilliant to be able to kind of have that not recognition because i don't think we're doing it to have anything it's just making sure that people know that we exist um yeah when you talk about allied health professions often people will think of physios and occupational therapists but yeah sorry rachel we're here as well (laughs) yeah yeah 
but I think it, it's great to be able to you know speak to someone like Liz or even like Steve people who may know of our field as you said but not in enough detail and just discuss what we can do and then using their platform they can keep shouting yeah yeah really good so um we were thinking about um some of the top tips that people gave us Naaman did you have any top tips that any of our guests gave that you think you've utilized in your own practice now um I think it's I'm sure you'll probably agree um everything we both do is around patient the patient voice anyway but lots of the the conversations whether it's equality diversity inclusion you know the workforce development stuff everything has just been around trying to link it to patients so some of the sexual care series where I don't think maybe before those maybe like talking to Sam I wasn't as confident as maybe a young male therapeutic radiographer to have these conversations with for example breast patients or gynae patients on sexual care but yeah. just hearing some of the things and like maybe just some of the passion that Sam had for you know the impact that she hopes for that will you know not quite change but probably improve practice um and then yeah just just taking that forward and then getting sort of patients reaching out and saying look no one's ever discussed this with me before but thank you I mean it's surprising that it's the male therapeutic radiographer doing it but yeah thank you so much I've now like I might not have all the answers but being able to yeah. signpost on to someone like Sam or yeah like discuss whereas that sort of Lauren and Will mentioned as well um, and I think I've learned so much as you said just with every um, podcast that we've done even you know right from number one up to number 26 every single one there's something new that you can take forward I think the power of social media um, was never a fan that much of social media but actually now where you can engage with patients in a you know a sensitive way and signpost on to support them so what we do with Radiotherapy UK or with my role with uh, Move Charity and 5k away um, so around exercise like that yeah just just the impact you can have from just sending an article over so for example if a breast patient uh, a breast patient has reached out um, and then sending over the Respira project um, or the Society College of Radiographers the skincare leaflets that have been produced it's just yeah it seems so simple but it, it can have such a huge impact on a patient's life or just anyone's life really yeah um, so yeah what, what about you Joe? Um, it's similar really I'd say everything that I learn I obviously use that learning to filter into education um so my own development my own extensive knowledge is impacted by patient voice so I know already people have commented on the fact that diagnostic radiographers are now, now going oh I'm definitely going to suggest gloves for when patients come for treatment or We've had therapeutic radiographers going to say, yes, actually, we are going to make sure that they talk about it is cold and maybe you might want to wear um, something over your arms and things or using a blanket. So it's little things like that that I think is really important. And I think because I'm in education and I get access to lots of students and not just radiotherapy and oncology students, it it does feel like things that I pass on through some of the education could hopefully make an impact. Don't always ever know how much of an impact it makes, um, but that's what I aspire to do essentially, is make sure that people at least consider it or they have something in the back of their minds that makes them think actually, 
I could maybe change this practice. And I know from some of the guests that we've had on around changing practice, improving practice, developing practice um, in response to things that aren't quite right. I know that um, Richard Simcock, Dr. Richard Simcock mentioned about, you know, if you know something's not great, change it or at least go with an idea to management. And I think that's really, really important. And I know that's something that we really advocate through education that all higher education institutes kind of collectively push for is that the evidence-based practice and you know making a difference that's why we teach our students all of the methodologies around research audit because it is so important and can make a real impact and change so yeah i think that that's the big thing for me yeah i think just to close off onto that was what you said about not always seeing the impact you don't always see the impact do you i mean we don't go into this sort of profession in healthcare to you want to help people but you don't want to be getting a high five every time it's what we discussed with ben wasn't it that inner applause knowing that in the moment you have done everything you possibly could to help someone and then afterwards if you get something for it fine if you don't just give yourself an inner fist bump or high five move forward absolutely so I think we're at a good point now, Naaman, because I know we could talk for hours, um, but we're at a good point to formally announce now, although contracts aren't yet signed, but uh, <laughs> we've got the go ahead to make the announcement that we are officially going to be sponsored by OSL. Um, so it's amazing um, and something that we really did want to happen, largely because Naaman and I do all of this in our own time and financially, it's been quite expensive to start a podcast. Who knew? Um, but yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, we're not getting paid for anyone out there going, I'm going to do podcasting to make money. Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely not there. Um, but um, hopefully the sponsorship will help us pay for the platform um, that we've had to obviously pay for um, and some of the social media platforms and things. Um, so thank you so much to OSL for taking a leap of faith um, because there's nothing quite like us out there. Um, and so obviously from that perspective, um, yeah, they're trusting us to hopefully deliver something, but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm not sure I ever thought it would really happen, but yeah. No exciting so thank you very much osl and we will obviously um be promoting them through some of the our podcast in the new year when all the contracts are signed and sealed so that's really exciting so naaman we've got big plans for next year haven't we um, we do i think i think we've used uh the radvent calendar <laughs> to <laughs> somewhat advertise some of the guests that we have coming on but um amazingly if you've not seen any of those posts we've got linda thomas so that she's the ceo for macmillan uh we've got dr rachel harris so for anyone in radiotherapy and diagnostic radiography they will know the inspirational dr rachel harris who's going to come on and actually talk about patient voice um and then do you want do you want to talk about some of our guests yeah, I think one I'm very excited at some point next year. Um, I've read her books. I think I'm reading uh, with the end in mind again at the moment, just because I love it so much. Um, then we've got Jemima, um, so from Trekstock, the charity. So charity aimed for kind of younger patients. So I think it's 18 to 39. I might have got that wrong, but um, 
yeah, some fantastic ambassadors there. Um, and there's a couple yeah. of others that you've got in, haven't you, Jo? Yeah, so we've got Dr. Sarah Hayward-Small. So um, I work with her, actually, at Sheffield Hallam University. And Sarah's amazing. So she's done lots of work around mesothelioma cancers. Um, but her knowledge around biomedical science is amazing. Um, so I'm really excited to get her on. And then my old boss, so June Davis. So I'm hoping that's not a bad thing to invite your old boss on uh, the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't know what she might say, uh, but June well, Davis. She said yes. June um, <laughs> <laughs> Davis is the AHP lead for Macmillan. Um, and then you've got some exciting guests that you've got on through your yeah. work that you do, haven't you? So we've obviously, we've named quite a few. There are a lot more than that. There's about 25, I think plus so we've got a busy busy year uh, but yeah just just the last couple to talk about is Gemma Helia Moses and Dr Lucy Gossage um, so Gemma founded Move Charity um, and then they both founded 5k away so just basically getting cancer patients before during and after treatment back into exercise by just doing a fight whether it's crawling walking running sprinting whatever it is um, so I'm the London healthcare professional champion um it's quite a long title <laughs> i always forget it title. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that on the name badge <laughs> um so yes yeah, so i do a lot of work with them um and actually having a chat with georgie freeman the five the, the operations manager yesterday they're actually going to be endorsing us too for okay. this and they've got their own podcast um as well which is which is amazing so it'd be great to have them on uh, just we both talk about exercise a lot we're both quite competitive um so it's good to talk about exercise with our patients and that'll be a good a really good podcast to have in the future oh brilliant yeah lots of exciting things to come so thank you to our amazing audience for sticking with us and hopefully we don't disappoint in the new year and we keep up the momentum um we're hoping to average out eventually because we've got too many guests to do this at the start of the year but hopefully at least one a week so make sure you all subscribe um on the website or on your particular platform that you listen to the podcast on yeah i think for january actually we've oversubscribed and we've got maybe almost six times that but there you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> our are gonna be busy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well anyway um thank you to everyone who's been listening to rad chat um so this is the christmas special and uh, so your hosts today have been uh name and joe cranston and joe mcnamara joe it's great to have you on um so yeah thank you for everyone for listening um we're going to take a short break until the 4th of Jan where we will be uh, catching up with a wonderful lady called Ayana Butt who's coming on to discuss her cancer treatment experience and raising and how she is raising cancer awareness especially around breast cancer within the Southeast Asian community. Um, so happy Christmas and New Year to all of you and to your families. Happy Christmas. I'm going to shake my baubles at people. <laughs> <laughs> Good, well, we'll leave it at that. That's our jingle. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye.